I would like to take this opportunity to make a toast to all of us because all of us collectively are making the end of the world great again! Yeah! Well, welcome back, everybody, to Take Me to Your Reader, discussing adapted science fiction at its best and worst. I'm Seth. I'm James. And I'm Colin. Are you, though? What's that? I said, are you? <laughs> Colin sounded like it was a, a question. <laughs> These days, does anybody really know who they are or what day it is? Right. <laughs> I have seen Colin in person recently at Safe, safe Social Distancing, what? of course. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, if you want to drive over here and do the couch to 5K with us, you can. Sure. <laughs> I better back up a bit. Yep. Sorry. I totally derailed that one. <laughs> And you may have noticed there has not been actually a drop-off in productivity from us during the COVID-19 social distancing and quarantining, and that's mostly because we recorded episodes in advance because we were going to be covering James's absence. And uh, I do want to, James, give you a chance to talk about what you did, um, where, where, where you went, what you did, and uh, how that all went. Oh, right. Uh, but first, I'm going to introduce the topic we're going to do, and then then we'll get back to that. So, it made sense for us to cover something that is sort of topically appropriate. And also we needed to be able to do something that we could all watch without having to buy something digitally or get something from the library, which is of course closed. And so we did a search of Netflix to see what on there was adapted. And James and I failed to convince Colin that we should do equilibrium. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Next episode. <laughs> and so we ultimately came down on doing Bird Box, which was a 2019 movie, 2018 movie. 2018. Okay. Netflix movie, which is adapted from a Josh Mallerman book, also titled Bird Box, from... 2014? Yes. So that is what we're going to be talking about this time, because, of course, it's a book about people being afraid to go outside for fear of death. <laughs> so... And, Very topical. And, uh, trying to stay away from other people. <laughs> Relevant so, to current events. <laughs> yes, Definitely. Right here, I do want a sidebar, just really quick. Nobody reached out to us and uh, to tell us why our last episode was an April Fool's episode. So I can also say, James, you sound much better this time. <laughs> you were Thank a little you. echoey on, on the last <laughs> recording. But um, yeah, so what, what I'm going to do here is I, I will drop a time code in for when we actually start discussing Bird Box. But I did want to at least catch up with James uh, because he's been out of the country. And uh, how did all that go, James? <laughs> oh, fantastic. Uh, let's see. So I left left the country about the end of January, uh, sorry, February uh, for South America. What was the plan? Uh, so the plan was to visit Buenos Aires for a few days and then take a cruise around the Horn to Peru. And then from there, go visit uh, Machu Picchu. And the cruise itself was supposed to be about three weeks. And then we'd visit Machu Picchu and the surrounding area for another three weeks and then come home. Mm -hmm. uh, well, it turns out when we got to our second port of call in Chile, they refused us entry uh, due to escalating events around the uh, coronavirus. And it spread. Uh, that was about the time it got escalated to a pandemic by who. Um, yeah. So, so, yeah, we couldn't pull in anywhere. Uh, couldn't pull in in Chile. We tried to go to Peru. They denied us entry, and so then the cruise company decided to just take the boat home, which is in Miami. <laughs> so we sailed on up north through the 
then east through the Panama Canal to Miami, uh, which gave us another additional 19 days on the ship. So we were on the ship for a total, uh, yeah, nine, no, well, 19 days plus the additional days. So about a month and a half or so. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And just so nobody worries about you, that you never had an outbreak on the boat. That is correct. The boat was healthy the whole time. Nobody nobody got sick from the coronavirus, so we were good. Um, yeah. That is good. <laughs> so that was interesting. Yeah, we spent you know, a little over a month on the boat instead of three weeks and then another couple of weeks in Peru. So, yeah, half of our trip more or less got canceled. Uh, yeah. Airlines obviously canceled all that tickets to Machu Picchu, and so we didn't get to go there. Yeah, all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was kind of a bummer. But yeah, I don't know. It was, it was an interesting invention, nonetheless. I was mm-hmm. stuck at stuck at sea eating steak and lobster, hanging out by the pool all day, Rats. and having free oh. drinks. Yeah, and having free drinks, <laughs> pina coladas. Actually, actually, they did run out of pina colada mix. Wow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to switch to drinking uh, old fashions. <laughs> There we go. It's like an airplane too, and they're like, "The sound you're hearing is asteroids smashing against the outside of the ship." <laughs> Miss, are you telling us everything? Exactly. Oh, yes, we're also out of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> That's when they freak out. Yeah, we were we were yes. more worried about getting sick on the way home because we had to go through three different airports to fly right. from Miami. So we flew from Fort Lauderdale through SeaTac to PDX, and there had been reports of TSA incidents uh, in. Fort Lauderdale and SeaTac and PDX, I think. So, uh, yeah, that was that that was the herring, hairy part of it, I suppose. But we made it home okay. We're all healthy. We haven't been sick, so I think we're good. Excellent. Emily hasn't left me let me leave the house yet, so nice. Okay, so now that you're joining us because you didn't care about James and you you skipped the time code. Welcome back. We're gonna now start talking about Bird Box. And I think we, we actually do have a time constraint today. And it's Colin's fault. Um, I have dead responsibilities <laughs> today. <laughs> yes. If, uh, if you want to recognize Colin, he'll be the one wearing the bus. Right. So we're going to kind of do this in barn burner format where we're just going to talk about all of it together because it's a close enough adaptation. I feel like we can do that. James may disagree. <laughs> <laughs> but real quick at the top here, previous experience with the book from anybody? Negative. No. Nope. Nope. Not from me either. And and for some reason, when Colin brought this up as adapted, I thought that the book was a novelization of the movie. Oh, really? So, <laughs> that would have been a feat, given that it was made four years before the movie. Right. <laughs> yes. It's a very precious We traveled back in time. Yes. Precognitive novelizations. Yes. It's the wave of the future and the past. So, yes, no, no previous experience with that. Uh, but movie, Colin, you had watched it before? I had. Yeah. I, I had as well, just because, you know, it was a phenomenon on Netflix. Everybody was watching it, and it, it spawned oh. some pretty stupid activity uh, <laughs> in real life. <laughs> I'm surprised you watched it, Seth. <laughs> Doesn't seem like your bag. Why? But, you know, scary movie and whatever. In fact, I, I'm going to uh, do that I, challenge right now. I'm going to podcast blindfolded. <laughs> <laughs> Since we all have masks nearby and handy now. Okay. Yes. No? No, I don't, actually. <laughs> Yes, here, let me grab a screenshot. They, they, they were all sold out by the time I got home, so. <laughs> That's fantastic. All right, I got a screenshot of you, Colin. Okay. <laughs> oh, so for those of you that, that don't know, the Bird Box Challenge was actually spawned by Netflix. They The idea was they were going to uh, join up with some people on Twitch and have them play video games blindfolded. That didn't oh, do so well. But people said, well, hey, let's just do other stuff 
blindfolded and see how well we do or don't do at it. I do. I do kind of want to go kayaking blindfolded. Oh, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> or canoeing, as it were, I guess. Or rowboating. No, that was just, that right. was just a standard rowboat. Oh, right? was it? Oh, oh yeah, I guess it did yeah. have a keel, so that yeah. works. All right, never mind. Yeah, little little mm-hmm. harder to capsize, but also harder to turn back over once it gets capsized. Right. Uh, right. So, book and movie. Let's mm-hmm. let's talk about these. Um, I'm not even sure. How do we do this, guys? We haven't done this in a long time. <laughs> well, let's let's. <laughs> I think uh, this is our first recording since late February. True. Let's let's try some chronological and start with the book, and then we'll we'll segue into the movie. Okay. Uh, so Josh Mallerman, the author, uh, is a rock and roll artist, and this right. book was his debut book, <laughs> and it won the 2014 Bram Stoker Award for Best Novel from uh, a First Time Artist, Best First Novel, in other words, <laughs> and it was optioned huh. before it was published. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that's how popular this you know this was in the horror genre. Wow, <laughs> that's cool. Good for him. I, I knew I did notice on. Goodreads. So I read this. Uh, yeah, I uh, read this on my Kindle, and I, kn- I noticed on there was you know after you finished the book, there's a Goodreads Goodreads link. So I went to that, and very good reviews for the most part. But one of the big negative reviews that came out of uh, was there. It's funny the things that they were complaining about in the negative review, like naming the children boy girl, and all, all this other stuff that you know it's pretty. What I want to say, trope tropey, I suppose horror genre tropes. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm thinking of like, why did you read this book? (laughs) It just sounded like she was the reviewer. Pretty sure is she. Anyway, it sounded like the reviewer is just against the whole genre in the first place. Like, why did you even read this book? Because the rest of the reviews were fantastic. Like, I think it was like 4.8 stars out of five or something based on all the reviews. And Mm -hmm. there wasn't very many one stars. She gave it a one star and it's like, I don't understand why you read this book. <laughs> right. It was just, I, yeah, it just stuck out in my mind. <laughs> right. Because the rest of the reviews were great and he got really good, you know, yeah. accolades for it. So, mm-hmm. so I'm a little off my game here and I forgot to, we usually do the story, right? Oh, right. Which is the common thread that weaves through both the things. So who wants to take a stab at that? So we have our, you know, main character who's pregnant and yes. an entity appears in the world, uh, starting in Russia, I guess. Um, I think that was common. Bone. I heard yeah. it was a wet market in China. <laughs> and this, uh, this entity, I guess, starts traveling across the world. And once you see the entity, it drives you insane. And for the most part, and most of these people that are gone insane due to it, either kill themselves or kill themselves and other people, or they just become homicidal in the, in the first place. Um, for whatever reason, the brain is not able to comprehend what they're seeing, is the idea. Uh, mm-hmm. And so to avoid seeing them, people start wearing blindfolds, or they just stop going outside and they paint their windows or tape their windows, cover them somehow so that they don't see the entity outside. Right. And as in all apocalypses, the real problem is other people. Right. <laughs> Common theme. Yeah. So yeah, they're all they're all basically stuck inside. If they want to go outside, they have to f- be creative about how they're going to do it and how they're going to get mm-hmm. to where they're going. Um, like I said, everybody, if they go outside, they wear blindfolds. So that's basically the beginning of it. Let's see. So and it's it's intercut with Mallory attempting to get to a sanctuary with two mm-hmm. children, right on the river. Yeah, because how they come all together, how they all come together is different in the book than it is in the movie. It is. Yeah. But anyway, either way, there's a collection of people that get together in a house. They live there for a prolonged period of time. Actually, they live there until Mallory ends up giving birth to her children. And the around the same time she gives birth to her child, 
essentially the house, all the people kill each other from the house. <laughs> right. Yeah. Things go bad. Yeah. Things go things bad. Things go bad. And then she's, hmm, that's where it diverges, I guess. It is. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's some, some chronological shifting that goes right. on. But then it converges in the end where she's trying to get to the sanctuary and it diverges again. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Then, then the, we don't usually go this detailed on the yeah. story part, but, <laughs> um, but the one remaining kind of event is that the twist is you're going to have to open your eyes on the river in order to make mm-hmm. it. That's yeah. Right. And that's a problem because you open your eyes, you might die. You might see the entity and die. Or she might, you know, go insane and kill her children, which she doesn't want to do either. Yes. And all this other right. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what I thought was interesting about this one was when the movie came out, a lot of people were like, oh, it's a quiet place ripoff. But I'm like, the book preceded a quiet place by a couple of years. So uh-huh. <laughs> it's just, it's for the other sense. So we need another one to where like, you can't make any sound. That way we'll have the whole see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. Right. Trilogy. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, no. So quiet place, you had to be quiet, right? And then right. in uh, this one, you couldn't see anything. So what's, what would be the other one? You can't hear anything? <laughs> it, it'd be like the sirens from Greek mythology. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So, so I, guess, I guess we need to cover the Odyssey. Because <laughs> there's that memorable scene where Odysseus wants to hear the sirens, but right. not you know, be dashed on the rocks until he has his, his crew plug the ears with wax, but lash him to the, right. Lash him uh, to the mast, the yeah. mast so that he can hear the song, but they can't hear him demanding that they go steer over toward them. Right. Right. <laughs> Sorry. I just spoiled one story from the Odyssey for you. Bad. Bad. <laughs> yep. You didn't. Well, we do do spoilers. So, you know, <laughs> we do, we do do spoilers. Yeah. What do we think of the book? James said he thought it was good. Yeah. I liked the book. Um, and actually, yeah. you know, what? I, read this book relatively quickly uh without too much assistance from alcohol so i read it in, i read it in one day basically uh oh, really? yeah i started it in the afternoon probably around like one or two you know after i woke up because this is while i was still on vacation <laughs> mm-hmm. and then i think i finished it about like 10 or 11 o'clock at night hmm. yeah so I, th- I think that might be this might be record time actually yeah that yeah, might be the quickest I've ever. Novel, yeah, yeah, that might be the quickest time I've ever read a full-length novel. Damn, hmm. it's a pretty short novel. Yeah, it and is. it reads pretty. I, I thought I read pretty fast too, and it was fairly uh, engaging. There you go. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I did this one kind of in the um, in the mixture of print and audio, where I had the audio book and uh. the print book, and so. I started reading it, read a couple chapters, and then I had to like mow the lawn and do some other work. And so I put the audiobook <laughs> in. And so I did nice. like um, the major section of kind of the middle of the book on audio and then went back and finished the last few chapters in print. And it was just over a couple of days as well. How was it going back and forth between that print and audio? <laughs> oh, you know, it works. And and anytime oh, okay. I do that, I actually end up listening to the entire audiobook. So mm-hmm. when when I started listening to the audiobook, I actually started it from the beginning. Oh, you did. So then I caught oh, up with myself. Okay. Then, then I finished the book in print, and then I went back and finished the audiobook as well. <laughs> nice. Okay. <laughs> so, so I've read this like one point four times, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't remember anything about it. So, you guys will have to cover that part about the book deal. <laughs> yeah, I'm just joking. Oh, it was so much different yeah. than so, the movie. Come on, right? So much different. <laughs> so, Colin, you you were uh, in one of the rare instances of Colin reading the book last. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Well, we discovered we were going to cover this title. 
when we had had a discussion about it. And James and I thought we had decided on which title, but Colin announced that we had not decided. And then James said, "Right, I've read it. Yep. <laughs> so let's do it. <laughs> I remember that. I, I thought I let you guys know that I finished it. And you're like, oh, wait, we, we decided on that? I'm like, well, I read it. So yeah, we're doing that. <laughs> yeah. I thought we had decided on that too. But we had, we had not planted a flag firmly enough in the ground for Colin's thinking. Well, we no. did, but he's just stuck inside and couldn't see it. Oh, that's what it is. <laughs> oh, is that where the flag is? It's in my yard. I get it. Yeah. So the both the book and the movie have a non-linear narrative. So it's told in kind of two mm-hmm. time periods where you have the the events on the river heading to the sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Right. And then flashback to the beginnings of the kind of apocalypse and and the life in the house. Mm-hmm. And I think the the book really has more than one past time frame it takes place over a longer period of time i think we could definitely say that it feels Maybe like not, it actually does. i don't think so it's fine no it's, i think it's the years. same time frame yeah i think it is I, did, I think it does end up the same time period but the beginning time frame is substantially compressed in the movie and then it has a you know five years later yeah thing yeah, later yeah, yeah. on in the movie yeah there's a lot more that happens in the beginning in the book because they they go they yeah. they go more into like current events of how it's occurring and you know her parents are involved and things like that mm-hmm. yeah yep. yeah and the the time that she is on her own prior to getting in the house is substantially expanded in the book mm-hmm. versus the movie right because she's she's on her own for a while and then realizes I need to get someplace else and is that is it well no no she's on she's death? not on her own for a while she's 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 with her sister it's with the day sister, it's the yeah. day that her sister kills herself that she leaves she leaves the house and that's when right. she goes and she remembers the other house being advertised in the paper uh and then and, okay. then, go, and then goes and finds it driving you know half looking half not looking <laughs> right and she ends up bird, bo- bird box challenge kind of thing right exactly <laughs> yeah that could be interesting I could I could totally do it with my car. I got the radar, everything. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> the closest I've ever come to that was falling asleep on a bike. So that's nice. that's the only <laughs> closing my eyes while while on a bike. Right. <laughs> I had a paper route, and I had an early morning paper route, and it was a Wednesday, so the papers were nice and soft. So when I fell to the ground, I I didn't hurt myself. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> what next? I still think it's a highly canonical adaptation, even if a lot of the individual details are off or different. Right. Um, for example, in the book, there's a lot more description about Mallory's inner life because it's told from first person. Yes. And you can't do mm-hmm. that in a movie mm-hmm. without voiceover. And I don't know if voiceover would work so well in this setup. Nope. Yeah, that's um, true. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I like I like the kids that. in the book better. They were better well. They're better trained. Oh my gosh, their hearing <laughs> and their sense of hearing. Yeah, that I think was, mm-hmm. I think it would have been cool to have that come through in the movie somehow or another. Because yeah, you, they you were that, little, they were fantastic in the in the in the book. I thought I like mm-hmm. their yeah how she trained them on all that stuff. I thought it was super cool in the book, and none of that came through in the movie. Uh, I didn't really like how they did the rapids thing. I would I think I would have rather seen the other thing uh, with the locks mm-hmm. or whatever they were canals. Oh, the four like different that. forks. Yeah, the forks. There you go. Thank right. You. Yeah. Yeah. That was. That, that was that would have made more sense difference. to me. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. Still, there's little things like that. Kind of, I like the way they did it in the book better, and I don't, I don't see how they couldn't have done it in the movie, or yeah, you know, they could have figured a way to do these things in the movie, and I think it would have been better. Yeah, I feel like when you're when you're in somebody's head in a book, you can get a lot more description of what 
the way they're perceiving things. And so that moment on the river when she actually looks is mm-hmm. the kind of thing that I don't think would translate all that well to film because you'd have to be related. You'd, you'd have to somehow show the way she saw it, not just the way we would. We, we'd see it and we'd be like, yeah, okay, that's what it's looked like the whole time. We've been, we've been seeing the river the entire time. Uh, I see. So you think the rapids are more engaging? <laughs> that whole scene, I guess? I think it makes more sense to simplify it a little bit. There's, well, I'm not sure that I agree with the decision to have her decide nobody's going to look. Because it only works with the rapids. Because because that was the trick, right? We have right. to look in order to make it through the rapids, otherwise we're going to crash. Well, she decides to chance it and they make it anyway. And they, Whereas in the other, in the book, it's, no, you need to look to make sure you end up on the right body of water. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So, yeah, a little more crucial. They, to so they lowered the stakes in the book. Yes, they did. Yeah. yeah. Although since they filmed it on a real river, trying to find a place that branches has five forks right. would be really challenging. <laughs> True. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Well, so here's another thing with the adaptation where I feel like in a book with having that that um, interior monologue, mm-hmm. you can really get to know her really well. But it made it made more sense in the movie to have her immediately be around people, you know, to get to the house mm-hmm, quickly, mm-hmm. and then after the fall of the the big house, uh, to have her have Tom with her, so that we still had someone for her to bounce off of and have arguments with, and right make sweet sweet love with a very handsome man. Abs, <laughs> yes, Major Abs. <laughs> right. It, was that his his character name, Major Abs? Major ass. <laughs> yeah, he was in the military. Although military. I think I think yeah. I rather enjoyed John Malkovich. <laughs> yeah, he was he was genius. Yeah, he was fantastic, crazy, uh, paranoid guy. And the, mm. the scene in the uh, uh, grocery store when he found the alcohol aisle. <laughs> he <was> like, yes, <laughs> make apocalypse great again. Yes, <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Well, so th- this was the other kind of fun part was we actually used the Chrome extension Netflix party to watch this one all together because normally we oh, all yeah, go over yeah. to James's house and watch the movie, right? Yeah. And so, so it was it was fun having the movie going and then the little chat there, right? So that, that was super fun, making snarky comments. Yeah, I'll, I'll put a couple excerpts from that maybe in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite was um, in the movie, and we're just we're all over the place. We're talking about everything now. Yeah, um, was when. They they broke into a house where Mallory and Tom and the kids broke into a house and were looting it, you know, get, getting supplies, and they found Pop-Tarts. <laughs> and they're like, this is what strawberry tastes like. And James says, this is what diabetes tastes like. <laughs> that was a good one. No, that was hilarious. <laughs> and Colin had a good one during the, the labor scene where he's like, she's she's either in labor or she's watching Empire of the Ants. <laughs> Yeah, that was good. <laughs> so, or starring in Empire of the Ants, honestly. Yeah, Dude, seriously. Jeez, did were you able to um, yeah, so, screenshot any of that? Yeah, actually, I have the entire uh, chat in in text form, in plain text form. Oh, really? So oh, neat. Oh, okay. I could put it in the show notes. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> yeah, nobody made any inappropriate comments. Pretty sure. Pretty sure. Yeah. Pretty sure a- Emily wrong. probably would have if uh, if she was able to type them in there. <laughs> Oh, she, she could have. She, during, she during, could have during, down a different Yeah, no, well, I typed some stuff in there for her, but she didn't really. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to say if, if like voice came through, because the entire movie, she was like going back and forth, thing, yelling and going, why? Yelling at the TV. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, who picked this movie? <laughs> she, she, she thought it was way too topical. So she's like, I can't handle this right now. <laughs> oh, well, I thought it was perfect. <laughs> Uh, and I mean, oh. you know, the risking your life to go to the grocery store thing. Right? I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was great. 
But yep. and oh, she and she totally blames you for this stuff. Later, later that she had a nightmare about uh about the wind. She's like, I can't trust the wind anymore. Oh right. Yeah. So she she had a dream where she was armed with a fly swatter, and the wind was trying to <laughs> attack her. And so she's trying to swat the wind with the fly swatter. Well, guess who she swatted with her hand in the middle of the night? <laughs> the guy that was making the wind. That's who. <laughs> Touche. Nice. I felt the Perfect. disturbance in the force. <laughs> so talking about the movie, it's obviously starring Sandra Bullock. Uh-huh. Sandy B. Um, it's uh, Trevante Rhodes plays Tom. John Malkovich played Douglas, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Douglas. Doug. Uh, Alita Battle Angel played Lucy. I can't remember what her name is. Rosa Salazar, I think. That sounds right. Uh, who else is there? B.D. Wong, not Benedict Wong. Different different guy. Right. Is, mm-hmm. uh, Definitely. Greg. <laughs> the house owner. Yes, the house owner. Um, I thought in both the movie and the book, it was a strange decision to have him look at the security monitors and not have anybody in the room with him to watch him to make sure nothing happened. But uh, I guess they thought they had tied him up securely enough. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, you kind of want to know yeah. if that makes a difference. It doesn't, by the way, so don't try it. Yeah, but I, I was I was trying to figure what what would be the downside to have somebody there not able to see the monitors but able to watch him. How would that have helped? And though, then somebody just outside the door watching the person watching him, and then somebody down the hall watching the person <laughs> watching the person watching him. <laughs> how would have anybody in there making it? How, how would have anybody in there make a difference anyway? Though he's, I mean, well, they might have been able to save his life. Yeah, but he still would have been insane from watching yeah. the from seeing the entity. So then, what do you do with him while he's alive and insane? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, we never got a chance to see. A normal person who had gotten essentially infected by the right. entities, but hadn't been able to kill themselves. Would would it pass eventually? Would they? I don't know. Well, you have this, all those uh, roamer, the rovers out there, and then uh, whatever that dude's name was that had the pictures. Uh, Gary. Gary, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. But arguably, they weren't normal to begin with, but... Right. Those people were already insane. Yeah. And so... But I see what you're saying. If they would have been able to capture him or something and keep him from killing himself or other people seeing if he would have eventually recovered from his insanity. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Oh, the, the movie I wrote down is like 20% a quiet place, 30% the happening, 20% the river wild, 5% the road, 10% the walking dead. <laughs> kind of a mixture of a lot of things. Totally. Yeah. It's an interesting evolution in movies where if you had an apocalypse or a bad thing, it was man versus Man versus monster. Now, right. monster causes world situation, and then you have to fight off, you know, other bad people and preserve your own sense of self right. as you go through the the situation. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I love the ear training scenes. I mean, we mentioned this, but just you know, the fact that she would walk through the house and say, "You you have to tell me which room I'm in and what I'm doing." Um, right. And, mm-hmm. and here's one of the aspects of where you know being in an apocalyptic, uh, incredibly bad situation comes in, where she actually you know, treats the kids badly. She like, like teaches mm-hmm. them to wake up with their eyes closed. Mm-hmm. Right. And she describes how she does that. And if the kids can't tell her what she's doing as she walks through the house doing things, she's going to physically punish them and do other bad things. Right. Um, okay. So 5% whiplash too. 5% whiplash. So that wouldn't have worked in a movie because you don't want to show <laughs> pictures of child abuse. Uh, but she gets right, right in their faces and says, if you, you know, if you do this, I will hurt you. If you do this, we will die. La 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 la. Yeah. You die. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the movie has a very brief section where, you know, like she's teaching them to echolocate a little bit. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. but not, not in it near as much detail where like they can pick out how she talks differently when she's smiling. 
and right. breathes differently. Yeah. Yeah. Breathing differently. Yeah. Course, yeah. That was book, one of the cool things yeah. I thought about the book how that came through in the book. I think was what Colin's about to say. <laughs> yeah. The fact that, you know, she heard, they heard the wolves and they heard the person that was crazy and mm-hmm. knew that it was, well, there's a, there's a, a clearing beyond the forest and that's where they are, but they're coming closer. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was almost like they could see with their ears. Like Daredevil. Totally. <laughs> right. Hey, so what did you guys think of the fact that we never get any description of the entities? Do the entities actually exist? Do they, well, we have not yet come up with a reason for people to, st- to start, kidding, start committing mass suicide. So I'm going to go, yes, the entities True. exist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, uh, the scenes in the movie are, are pretty visceral. One lady stabs herself mm-hmm. to death with a pair of scissors in the neck. Another lady crawls into right. a car that's on fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, another person bashes their head until they kill themselves like, t- trying to go out a window. Uh, gosh, what else? Yep. One does a triple gainer off the porch. <laughs> triple gainer <laughs> off the porch. Yep. Beautiful form. Terrible landing. <laughs> <laughs> she probably stuck the landing. Probably. Well, her name was Olympia, you know? Yeah. Um, I-, I thought the, uh, Cheryl, the Cheryl was the character that stabbed herself in the neck. I thought that was a nod back to the book because isn't that the way the sister died in the book? Yeah, she stabbed so. herself in the I th- yeah I think it was the throat, the throat or face yeah. or something like that with scissors from the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. I you mean, know. I appreciated the the economy that the movie had, where you know you had uh, Mallory and her sister. I can't remember what her sister's name was. Sarah Paulson, um, going to see the doctor because mm-hmm. Mallory's pregnant, and um, and then on the drive home, I thought it was a little weird that the sister saw something but Mallory did not. Well, she saw it while Mallory was back there digging around for her sister's phone, right? I guess that's true. Yeah, she had her back. drove past it. Yep. Right. She had her back mm. turned, so that's why, that's how she didn't see it. Maybe there's some kind of quantum phenomenon where like only one person can see him at a time. <laughs> I doubt that. It doesn't appear like that, but maybe. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know. Well, and that, that brings up an interesting difference. Uh, in the movie, insane people don't kill themselves. They just become right. murderous. And, and maybe right. they were already murderous. Well, they become uh, evangelists for the beauty of seeing the creatures. Yeah. Right. And I thought that was something the movie developed better than the book did. You know, in the book, you just knew there were some people that had seen the monsters, but hadn't killed themselves for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does the book, did the book ever go into any of the, you know, the birds as detectors? I didn't think it did. Yeah, it did. Up in the, they, they so in the book, they hung the bird box out front. Uh, to as a warning system, but that was just for anyone coming near, right? <laughs> well, I think they also thought it for the like the creature coming near if there was a creature or something like that. Okay, it was for anything coming near, not just people. I think right. they they wanted to be able to get warning, I guess. Yeah, because they didn't know what this. They still don't know, right? They didn't know what the thing, what the entity was, whether right. it was like you know a big invisible dog or <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right. you know. In the movie, they actually in the movie it's some- wind, so you know. <laughs> They made some prototype art <laughs> right. to show what they thought it was going to be, and then they decided not to use it. And I think that was a much better decision. I do too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was picturing like the mind flare from uh, Stranger Things. Oh, that's not oh, what yeah. it looks like. I like that uh, the conspiracy theory nerd was played by Lou Ray Howery. <laughs> Ray. <laughs> they they didn't uh, didn't just use a standard white guy nerd from Central Casting. They they went a little oh, right, slightly right, different direction. Right. He still had glasses, <laughs> but you know his his theory was right that th- these weren't some kind of physical entity; they were more of a spiritual thing, right? End of days, ethereal entity, right? Demons, Demons yeah, yeah. 
Colin, did you ever read The Taking, Dean Kuntz? No. Hmm. That's probably the book that I read the fastest because I, I had a day once when I was really sick, but like not useless sick. Useless sick I, I call when like I can't watch anything or read anything. All I can do is lay around. Um, and I read the entire book like in six hours. Wow. But, uh, it, it had some, nice. <laughs> there was a debate in it about, you know, is what's happening, is this a, a spiritual phenomenon or is it a physical phenomenon or is it some mixture of the both? Is it aliens? Mm. Is it angels? Mm-hmm. And this, this one kind of invites that kind of speculation, right? Are they seeing yeah, something that's yeah. beautiful and it's so beautiful that it drives them crazy? Right. Or is it something that's terribly ugly? Was it Gary, the guy that looked in the cameras, the video camera? Greg. Greg. Greg, Greg yeah. Gary yeah, okay. was a crazy guy. Crazy guy, right. So I think, didn't, I, I can't remember who postulated this in the book, I guess. I think it was Greg. But um, I think you say that he was thinking maybe it was just something that the brain wasn't able to comprehend when it saw. So because it right. can't comprehend, it goes insane. And I was mm-hmm. thinking along those lines, if, if you actually, if he had thought that, why would he have recorded it in a camera where you can actually see the thing? I would right. suspect you record it in a medium where you can't see clearly what it is. So like a thermal imaging or uh, or maybe like a refracted lens where all you notice is a dark object, not necessarily something you can't comprehend. But you, yeah, know, you, yeah. you can comprehend a, a blur effectively, right? Mm-hmm. And 16-bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just it a, just goes to show you need more nerds in your house if you're going to... Right, Experiment. like a, a light dark sensor. Mm-hmm. Uh, spiders have this. There's spiders out there that have a multiple sets of eyes, and one set of eyes, all it does is just a light dark sensor, so they know mm-hmm. whether or not they're outside or inside, or you know, in their hole or whatever. And then they got a separate mm-hmm. set of eyes for seeing better with more detail, things like that. Mm-hmm. So if you had like you know, a camera that is blurred, so you see something, but not enough to where then you can't comprehend and you go insane. Yeah. That's, that's what I would have done if I was him. <laughs> so one of the the movie is definitely more focused as well because it's Mallory is clearly your main character. Mm-hmm. You don't right. ever really get different character perspectives. Where in the book you have at least a brief chapter or two where I can't remember which characters it was Tom and somebody else leave the house to get provisions, right? Yeah, right, and they yeah. go through several other places. Mm-hmm. Right. And when they come back, then it switches back to their viewpoints so you can tell what, right. what their trip was like. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. To explain why they were gone longer than they said they were going to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so in yeah. the movie, I, did it did it bother you guys that the birds did not detect Gary as being crazy and monster infected? Well, like I said, it's like it's like monster herpes. So he it wasn't inflamed, and so you know, <laughs> there was no outbreak currently. <laughs> I don't know. It it did a little bit. It definitely bothered Emily, actually. She mentioned that in particular. <laughs> She's like, yeah. how did the birds not die? That's insane. I think he was just trying to freeze them for later so he could eat them. I think he was freezing them because he was about to manifest his his uh, mutant power or whatever. Nope. Frozen chicken veneer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> not sure that parakeets are that tasty. Not much meat on them. Probably not. <laughs> a little bony. Yeah. Kind of like eating perch. Yeah. Give it to us raw <laughs> and wriggling. <laughs> so, you know, one thing about the movie that I think that I think it did really well uh, is uh, Mallory has a character arc. She goes from not really caring about her child or Olympia's child to mm. being forced to raise them for a while and to escape with them. And then on the river, she has to make this decision. And uh, Mallory, yeah, they're almost different characters at heart between the book and the movie. But in the in the mm. movie, Mallory 
is on the river with the kids and she says, one of you two is going to have to look and tell me which way to steer. Because if I look and the monster's there, well, then we all die. Right. And uh, the the little blonde girl needs an Academy Award. I don't understand Mm. how somebody that, that young could depict the fact that mom doesn't love me as much as my brother. Mm-hmm. Um, cause there's, there's never in a scene where they're treated differently right, up right. until they, they get up to that point. You know, Mallory says, no, no, I'll be the one who, who picks the girl says, well, I volunteer. Cause you know, she's, she's <laughs> trying to get her mom's approval. And, mm-hmm. um, and then she makes this decision. No one's going to look. And so, so then she almost loses them both after the boat tips over. Right. right. Um, and then she finds her son and she refuses to give up on the girl. Mm-hmm. And so there's this arc about, you know, how she's completely not caring about her children and kind of her life to where she's struggling to protect them all and get them all to the safe place. And I, mm-hmm. I really like that about the movie more so than the book. I thought it was nice to have, because I had written down in my notes, I'm like, would Tom really not have a problem with her naming the kids boy and girl? Um, and he, you know, he brings it up. He's like, you haven't even given them names yet. And, right. And gives her a hard time. She's like, everything I've done is to protect them. And it's like, yeah, but it's not to love them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and the fact that she was, uh, they were never told about the outside. And so in the movie, Tom starts to say, well, I climbed this tree. Do you know how big it was? Right. No, it was <laughs> bigger than the whole house. The yeah. biggest thing they knew. I mean, just, ah, that was great yeah. storytelling. Yep. And then, then she's all like, why are you giving them hope? That's mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hope is hope mean. can drive a man crazy. I did like how she ended up naming them in the book a little bit better than the movie though. I thought it was exactly the same. No, no. Cause in the, in the movie, they actually said, my name's boy, my name's girl. But right. in the book, um, what? So the the blind lady asks, or whoever, the lady at the institute sanctuary asks them who their name is, and right before they could say it, uh, Mallory interrupts them and say, "This is you know Tom, and this is Olympia." Oh, so they right. they the, so in the book, the children don't say boy and girl, right? And I I I, I think I would have seen I would have rather seen that in the movie too because I think the I think it would have been great for especially the girl given her acting ability we've seen so far. Yeah. She, I think, you know, doing that and having her light up, like now she has a name, you know, renewing. No, she still did in the movie. <laughs> yeah. But I think it would have been better this way, in my opinion. But because hmm. then you could have seen her like just really same thing with the boys, just seeing like light up and like things are totally different now because they got real names or in a new world. And that would have just yeah. added to it, added to the gravitas of the sanctuary for them. Yeah. One, one other tidbit from the book is when, when she gets to the, Institute for the Blind, you know, she finds that in early days, anyone who came in there was just blinded. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, they didn't come in blind, but they were blind after they got in there. Wait, wait. And yeah, the, that would uh, suck. You know, that's, that's chilling, <laughs> but but you kind of look at the, I don't know, um, the necessities of the battle they were fighting, right? Right. Like, well, here's one way to guarantee that you're not going to turn into a crazy person. Yeah. Well, the yeah, thing is, if you, if you just give everybody true. a knife- <laughs> then they would just kill themselves if they ever saw something. It's not like they were killing other people. People died as a result of a car crash or a fire being set or... Based on the sample that we saw, but there could have been instances where people, you know, went yeah. to all the mist and shot their whole family and then themselves. Yeah. True. Yeah, they're, they're defaulting safe, conser- super conservative safe. <laughs> yeah. By just blinding well, everybody. The, <laughs> yeah. And the monsters in the movie had the advantage of being able to imitate voices. Which the the monsters in the book did not have. Right. Right. Yeah, I didn't really, I didn't love that part at the end, right, where the the voices are trying to get the kids to take off their mm-hmm. blindfolds. I thought, oh, okay, this is this is a little runtime padding here. 
Yeah, yeah, a little, yeah. It, it like completely changed the dynamic of the monsters. I think, mm-hmm. which I was like, yeah, okay, well, <laughs> that that was the two uh, percent from Lost from the right. smoke monster. Oh, right, yeah, voices. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite things in the movie. Well, well, I really liked the addition of Tom as as another character who was in there for for a long time, and I liked the chemistry between Trevante Rhodes and. Uh, Sandra Bullock. And I love the fact that like he starts h- hitting on her at the grocery store, talking about how she's from Stockton and he's from Sacramento. He's like, it's not that far apart. You know, we could have, we could have known yeah. each other. And she's like, yeah, I could have babysit you. <laughs> I could have been your babysitter. And she's, he's like, yeah, my hot babysitter. <laughs> yeah. But I like the fact that she's like 15, 20 years older than him. And usually you see in movies, it's the older dude with the much younger woman. Right. And uh, here you had the older lady with the very hot younger man. So- did they ever actually say where the movie was set? It didn't. I think the the book was where was the book? East Coast somewhere. I felt East Coast. Adirondacks like or East Coast. Yeah, but I don't really know. Oh no, no, it was in Michigan. Oh Michigan. right, that's right. Yeah, that's right, right. Because her family was up in the north. That whatever they called the Panhandle or something. Like I don't know if that's what you call it up there. Upper Peninsula is what what you're thinking of, James. Yeah, Upper Peninsula. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, okay. So the book was in Michigan. I don't remember them ever saying that in the in the movie, but that's why I was curious. Hmm. All of a sudden, we're hearing about anywhere. Yeah, all of a sudden, we're hearing about Sacramento and Seth Docton. I'm like, oh, I know where that's at. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, anyway, uh, why, why don't we go ahead and sum up since Colin's got to head to another call? So, you know, I I could just step out and you guys can keep going. We could. That'd be weird. We've never done a thing where it's yeah. just two of us. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> How about we rank them? Rank, 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 rank. Yes. Rank, well, rank, why don't you rank. go first, James, since oh, you're book hiding. movie, Duh. book movie. Okay, <laughs> book movie. Yeah, man, I, I thought there would have been obvious with my flambasting of the mo- of the movie. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're saying you didn't really like the movie? I didn't. Uh, I liked the movie well enough. It was okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I had watched it on its own, yeah, I'd have been like, eh. I don't. I don't know if I'd watch it again. So as I was watching, I'm like, oh, guys, you go. You're watching it again. Suffering through this for me. Thank you. <laughs> I, I mean, so I'll go next and give Colin some time to deliberate. Um, you know, I enjoyed the movie the first time I watched it. I, I mean, I give it like three out of five stars. So it's not like I gave it mm-hmm. a, an A plus or anything. It's a, you know, a competently done movie. Um, pretty well directed, actually, I think. I don't love some of the writing toward the end. Like I said, some of the climax mm-hmm. of the movie I feel like is missing because you don't really have that moment of her opening her eyes. Instead, it's the moment of her closing her eyes, continuing to keep them closed, which I I don't know. Thematically, I thought that was weird. Yeah. So um, I think I go book movie, just barely. Yeah. So I like things I read in the book less than things I saw in the movie. But I think the the <laughs> I think the book is a better story, even if the movie has some better parts in it, like a character arc for Mallory. Uh-huh. So Fair. I, I yeah, it, it's it's a close call for me. But I think I'm going to stick with book movie. Oh, you are okay. See, I thought you were going movie book. I. It, Usually I, I can go book movie and know that we'll be in opposition and we'll, we'll discuss it. But boy, you guys seem to like it too. So I had to rethink my position. It's like, do I really like it that much more? Do I want to pick it? It's like, yeah, pretty much. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, there yeah, you have it. Cool. All right. Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for listening. And, uh, you know, we've been here the whole time. We, have, we haven't missed anything. James was never really gone. You no. listen. You listened to all the episodes that he was on. Yep. Self-quarantine the whole time. <laughs> yes. All right. So we will talk to you next time and uh, feel free to reach out to us at Pavement Podcast on Twitter. Um, I did want to let people know I was on a, a really cool science fiction discussion panel uh, recently, and I'm going to post that in the Hugo's podcast feed. So if you uh, subscribe to that one, then you'll get that. Also on social media, I 
tweeted it out uh, if you want to watch the video and see me, but you don't want to. So, because <laughs> I shaved down to a goatee and it's not, it's not as good a look. It's just the full beard. Um, <laughs> so, all right. So we will, uh, we'll figure out another title to do for next month that we can all watch. Hopefully with Netflix party, because that was fun. Yeah, it was. All right. Well, until next time, uh, may the road rise up to meet you, and may the book always fall open to where you left off. And may you not get stuck aboard a cruise ship for (laughs) six weeks. (laughs) Stuck. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye. Ciao.